Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. Grab your partner, grab your gal, and rock. Welcome to Old Time Rock and Roll. I'm your host, Lee Douglas, and tonight's show, Retro Rockers, is quite a bit different. Matter of fact, we're going to play some of the most jumping, exciting songs of the 1950s and early 60s, and then we're going to, you're going to help me with an experiment, something that I've been working on for about mm, four months. And it all comes to fruition tonight, and you're going to be a part of it firsthand. All right, we'll talk about that as we get into it later. But right now, we're going to start with Shirley and Lee, and let the good times roll.
Big rhythm and blues tunes of 1955 into 1956. Shirley and Lee, let the good times roll. Here's another guy that was very big in 1955 and 56. He started out with a song called Ain't Got No Home. This is Clarence Frogman Henry, A Little Too Much. like to remind you that there are only five days left remaining for you to vote in the Internet Hall of Fame nominations for 2016. Now, I want you to remember you have to be a member of the Internet Oldies Association Hall of Fame, and all you have to do is get online, go to my website, and you may vote. You may, of course, get online through Facebook 
and request to join. I will tell you how to do that, and I will okay it, and you can be a part of the nominations. If you're too late for the nominations, have no fear. You will get a chance to vote in the 2016 nominations. As they are finished, we will take the top four in each category, and there are 11 categories, and then give you a chance to vote for them. And that will be during February of 2016. So it's coming up really, really quick. All starts by going to our website, www.oldtimernr.com. And if you want to go to our Facebook page and get to the Internet Oldies Fans Hall of Fame page, you can do that from there. But I suggest you do it from the website because it's the easiest. And I always want to make things easy for you. All right. Now, here's a song that was done actually in 1954 on Specialty Records. It was released in 1955. It was by Don and Dewey called Justine. Justine! I'm going to tell you, when you're listening to songs like that, and especially an entire show of them, I guess you better not listen to this first thing in the morning till you had a couple of cups of coffee, because this one is going to be jumping. Now, part of what's going on at the end of this show tonight, we're going to be talking to an old friend and a new friend. The old friend is the incredible performer of the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. He sang and he wrote five songs for Elvis Presley. His name is Paul Evans, and 
He is part of my experiment tonight. And the other part of my experiment is a, to me, he's a young singer up and coming in the Orlando area, uh, performs in quite a few different places from one coast to the other. And his name is Peter Alden. And you're going to meet with him at the end of today's show as well. So just stick around, keep listening, and you will get the idea little by little. Hey, that's a great segue. Nappy Brown, little by little. A group from Lubbock, Texas, Happy Texas, I think they came from that surrounding area, got together and called themselves the Rhythm Orchids. Two of the singers from the Rhythm Orchids, both Buddy Knox and Jimmy Bowen, had two hit records at the same time. And it was interesting because you couldn't imagine that these two totally different personalities from the same group, could hit the charts at the very same time. But they did. Here's Buddy Knox with Devil Woman and Jimmy Bowen with the original and very big top ten hit, I'm Sticking With You. Well, I'm married to the devil, a woman, I'm married to 
Buddy Knox would become a country western and rockabilly artist for the rest of his career. Jimmy Bowen would go on to be an A&R producer for record companies like Reprise Records, doing great work for Sammy Davis Jr., Dean Martin, and Frank Sinatra. Sometimes if you ever went to a lot of rock and roll shows like I did, you, you sometimes, they are blurred, especially the doo-wop groups. They sometimes don't stand out, and one seems to blend into another one. This group I saw in 1957 on the same show with Buddy Knox and Jimmy Bowen and the Rhythm Orchids, and it's stuck in my mind to this very day. Their performance of this song, every time I think about it, I start to clap my hands and stomp my feet. These are the solitaires walking along. December, I did a little interview with Freddie Cannon about the show coming up at that time at the King Center in Melbourne in December, and we intend to do a big, big two-hour salute to Freddie Cannon in the next month or so. But I have to tell you, somebody, and I'm going to ask him this, whose idea it was to produce almost entirely an album of songs and then release them about other places, because it certainly worked. 
no matter where it was. Here's Freddie Cannon from his album, Sweet Georgia Brown. They all sigh and want to die for sweet Georgia Brown I'll tell you just why You know I don't lie Not much It's been said she knocks them dead when she lands in town Since she came, why, it's a shame how she cools them down Fellers, she can't get off guys never had a chance to get the recognition they deserved as much as they were groundbreakers and innovators they all didn't exactly last long enough for that to happen these are johnny dorsey and paul the johnny burnett trio the train kept a rolling We made 
first heard this song in 1958, I said, you know what? Unless Jerry Lee Lewis is part of the Green Men, that is Jerry Lee Lewis. Sure enough, when they pegged Billy Lee Riley to sing Red Hot, they put Jerry Lee Lewis on that pumping piano. Red Hot! My gal is red hot, your gal ain't doodles Well, I got a gal, six feet four, sitting in the kitchen with her feet out the door, but my gal is red hot, your gal ain't doodly squat. Yeah, my gal is red hot, your gal ain't doodly squat. Well, she ain't got no more than good man, she's really got a lot. Here's a question I know that nobody out there ever asked, and there should be no reason for anyone to ask it, but I'm asking it. What would it sound like if Ray Stevens were to sing a song like Fats Domino? Well, here's the answer. Lady of Spain. Lady of Spain, I adore you. 
Here's our first instrumental of the night, Dwayne Eddy and his twangy guitar, Guitar Man. Yo! 
Golden Rule. In just about 30 minutes, we're going to give you a chance to be part of that great experiment, which is going to take place tonight. Well, it already has, basically. But, of course, we're always asking for your input and, and what you think. Now, that, that'll that be kind of interesting as well. Right now, let's get back to some great rock and roll music. This one from 1956, Chuck Berry, School Day. Morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. You study him hard and hoping to pass. Working your fingers right down to the bone. And the guy behind you won't leave you alone. Ring, ring goes the bell. The cook in the lunchroom ready to sell. You're lucky if you can find a seat You're fortunate if you have time to eat Back in the classroom, open your books Keep it, the teacher don't know how mean she looks Soon as three o'clock rolls around You finally lay your burden down Close up your books, get out of your seat into the slot you gotta hear something that's really hot with the one you love you're making romance all day long you've been wanting to dance feeling the music from head to of lunch lines in school. Do you remember your school lunchroom? I got to tell you, I don't know what it was. I really enjoyed, matter of fact, I lived one one block away from my high school. And if I remember correctly, because of my schedule, I didn't, most of the last two or three years, I actually would go home for lunch and come back. But the time I spent, the food was really good. The the people were nice. I have never seen that. You know, I taught for 35 years and I never saw that. 
Well, I shouldn't say that. I did see that right at the beginning of my career. There was one wonderful lady who actually really cooked from scratch, which is totally unheard of these days. And what a cook she was. Mrs. Campbell was her name. And she was absolutely one of the best bakers and cooks I have ever seen. I mean, for a schoolroom. And it was was pretty interesting, pretty entertaining. They used to really take care of me because I was alone for the first six months that I was working uh, in the school system. My ex-wife was still in New York. I got to tell you, those people really took care of me. Made me nice and fat, too. Oh, well. (laughs) In any case, the lunchroom was a very, very good place back in those days, back in the uh, very, very early days of me and rock and roll. I had a lot of great memories, and I wish I was smart enough to have more of them. Johnny Otis, Willie in the Hand Jive. song probably hasn't been heard in 60 years. I have to tell you, it came out in 1955, and just this year, it appeared in a series of holiday Christmas time commercials for a shoe company. Bill Haley and his Comets, the original Razzle Dazzle. 
On your mark. On your mark. Get set. Get set. Now ready. Ready. Go. Everybody rise up, dance up. played very many 60s songs tonight. In fact, I doubt if I've played any so far, but I'm going to play one now. This was one of my favorites back in 1967, 68, I think it was. Yeah, 68. Sweet Soul Music, Arthur Conley. Stay in 
Carl Perkins up next with his version of a famous classic song from Elvis called That's All Right Mama. Next, Ricky Nelson at his best. Believe what you say. I believe what you say when you say you're going steady with nobody else but me. I believe what you say when you say you don't kiss nobody else but me. I believe, I do believe, I believe, yeah, believe pretty big. Believe you're going steady with nobody else but me. Well, there's one thing, baby, that I want you to know When you're rockin' with me, gonna rock too slow Move on and get toe-to-toe We're gonna rock till we can't rock no more I believe, I do believe, I believe Yeah, believe pretty, baby Believe you're gonna steady with nobody else but me Well, let's dig it now 
Well, I believe what you say when you say you don't miss nobody else but me. I believe what you say when you say you don't kiss nobody else but me. I believe, I do believe, I believe, yeah, believe pretty baby. Believe you're gonna stay with nobody else but me. Kiss my baby, then you roll your eyes I get a funny feeling that I'm hypnotized Chills on all up and down my spine Tell everybody that you're mine, oh mine I believe, do believe, yeah believe Oh believe, pretty baby Believe you're gonna steady with nobody else but me Oh yeah, oh well I believe believe, yeah believe Well believe, pretty baby This is a story about one of the more unusual rock and roll performers. In fact, it didn't seem like somebody like this could be a rock and roll singer. His name was Buster Brown. He was born on August 15, 1911 in Cordell, Georgia. Throughout the 1930s and 40s, he played harmonica at local clubs and made a few commercial recordings. Brown moved to New York City in 1956, where he was discovered by Fire and Fury Records owner Bobby Robinson. In 1959, at almost 50 years of age, Brown recorded the rustic blues number Fannie Mae, which features Brown harmonica playing, and whoops, it went to number 38 on the U.S. Top 40 and number one on the R&B chart in April of 1960. This remake of Louis Jordan's Is You Is or Is You Ain't My Baby reached number 81 on the pop charts later in 1960, but did not make the R&B charts. He died on January 31st, 1976 at the age of 64.
Let's see, what can I say about this next gentleman? He's been a singer, a producer, a writer, a cookie manufacturer, and an all-around great rock and roll singer. Lloyd Price, Lady Luck. Johnny Paris started recording records with his group, The Orbits, in 1957. He changed the group's name to The Hurricanes in 1959, when Florida was struck with quite a few of them. And from 1959 through the mid-1960s, Johnny and The Hurricanes had hit after hit. Johnny died on May 1st, 2006. Here are Johnny and The Hurricanes.
All right, we're going to take a little break from playing these rockin' tunes from the 1950s and early 60s to do a little something different. Now, I I want to explain this, but before I do, I'm going to get both gentlemen on the phone. I'd like to introduce you to Paul Evans and Peter Alden. Paul? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry to know you. Yeah, I'm, talking I'm about just kidding. <laughs> I want to give you the, the lead in here. The song was called. The song was called After the Hurricane. After the Hurricane. And I'm going to play that for you right now. Desires of fire. My teardrops will rain. Your love was wilder than the wind and the twice as hard to tame. My dreams are torn and tattered, but my memories remain. Well, after the hurricane, your eyes flashed like blue lightning. Your lips were thunderbolts, and every time you kissed me, I felt twenty thousand. But now my heart is shattered like a broken window pane. Yeah, yeah, after the hurricane. Ashes to ashes and dust into dust. Boys are just toys that you play with and bust. Baby, I won't rest until I... That was a pretty interesting song. And yeah. I began thinking, Paul, in my head, that it would be so nice since you told me that that song was originally scheduled for a very famous singer. And I yeah. want to let you tell the story right now. Okay. Well, I had cut, originally cut a demonstration record on After the Hurricane, 
and uh, I, be, I wanted to present it for Elvis, Elvis Presley, of course. And uh, so I took it up to the office of Hill and Range. If you wanted an Elvis Presley record, you had to go through the publishing house, Hill and Range. That's just the way it yeah, worked. You, you did two. You did two songs for him, didn't you? I, I actually I wound up doing four, but my uh -huh. first one was a song called "I Gotta Know," which hit the charts pretty high. But it was on the backside of a monster hit record, uh, "Are You Lonesome Tonight." So being on the backside is not nearly was. And then, by the way, there were backsides of records then. I mean, there was an A side <laughs> and a B side. That day is over with. But if you were on the backside of a hit record, you get paid for record sales. So, but you didn't get the performances, and the performances for a big hit record uh, was really where the reward was for the writer. Uh, anyway, I brought the song up to Hill and Range for uh, Freddie Beanstalk, who ran the company in New York, uh, to hear, and he liked it for Elvis. And he said, uh, Paul, I would like to show this song uh, to Elvis Presley. And I was very excited. <laughs> you would never turn down an Elvis Presley record. It would be crazy. So I ran back very happy to my manager, who also was my publisher, and I said, you know, you've got to release the song uh, because there's a chance of getting Elvis. And he said, no. I said, no? He said, no, I want to release your record, your demo, as a single. I want your record to come out. So, I mean, Lee, think about it. Uh, I was getting turned down for a chance at Elvis Presley for the possibility of a Paul Evans record. That did not make much sense to me. Anyway, we did have the record released. I never got it to Elvis. Uh, I had the record released. It was a nice record. It got some play, but it was not nearly a hit. And that's where the story could possibly have ended uh, back in, I guess it was the early 60s. And then when I sent out uh, It Should Have Been a Hit, which was an idea. I really didn't know, Lee, of course, that you had uh, a section called Should Have Been a Hit. But when you got it, and you called me and said you had an artist in mind for it. That was very exciting to me. This is many, many years after my record was out, and I was excited to hear what uh, any artist that you were, in, you know, that you were, uh, knew or that you were with would do with the song. And of course, I'm going to let you finish the story because, of course, you came up with the artist, and he made a wonderful record. All right, and and I'll. I'll put this into you before you. You he was not your manager much longer. I hope after that one. <laughs> no, no, no. He was no, no. That, that, my career was ebbing f for the first time. You know, I had a big comeback record with "Hello, This Is Joni" in the seventies, uh, but this was ebbing, and I was about to join the army anyway. So I suppose it really didn't make much difference. But no. He did not remain my manager much longer <laughs> after that. And there was okay. a third person. A third person involved was my co-writer. His name was Al Byron, and uh, Al was as disappointed as I was. He actually he would have preferred the Elvis record over a Paul Evans record, also. Well, so would you, actually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I have no doubt yeah, about it. Yeah. When my yeah. first song was cut by Elvis, I got to know. I, I tell you, it was like I was floating. I mean, Elvis Presley cut my song. It made me a songwriter. You know, I had had right. some big hits already, but I wanted Elvis desperately to prove that I could write for the King, and I, I right. got it. It was exciting. Yeah, but you never got to see him, and we'll replay that interview sometime. And yes, I never got, got to meet the man. <laughs> yes, yes, it was sad. I was there while he was recording my song, 
And it was, there was such security there that even though I knew the producer, when I asked the producer, who obviously was inside with Elvis, and I said, look, I'm here. He's cutting my song. I'd love to come in and just meet him or at least just stand in the back of the room and listen to him cut my song. The answer was he couldn't get me in past security. Is that amazing? Well, maybe we ought to have that security at the borders over here <laughs> yeah. in Mexico. Yeah. And, oh, I don't think that's, that's what Donald's talking about. But another day, <laughs> another day. Anyway, so uh, to to pick it up, I met um, I met Peter Alden in October. Hmm. His very capable manager slash fan club president uh, <laughs> managed to get me. Uh, just got to be there, and she really let the two of us get together and we actually the three of us really gelled very nicely. We really enjoyed being in each other's company and we have uh, spent many nice times just sitting and eating and talking about things and old records. And, and Peter was not just an Elvis uh, tribute artist, but he actually sings all fifties music and he's very, very good at it. He and is very Peter, good at it. Here's what I did. I asked Peter, I had this in mind, I said, how would you like to cut a record that was written for Elvis Presley, but he never got? Well, I don't think it took, uh, I didn't get the word got out before he said yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I, I pretty I'm, much jumped out of my blue suede shoes at that point. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Which, by the way, I still have a pair. It's a new pair, but I got one. Anyway, Peter, I'm going to let you take it from here and, and yes. tell the rest of the story. Well, uh, Lee, as you said, uh, we met th we met through uh, my promoter Krista Joy, and um, it, it was interesting because she first heard your show on the internet and and was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is this is the guy I need to meet. This is the guy I need to talk to." And hmm. and she talked to you at first, and and we set up the the, the time to go over and, and talk to you about this. And I just remember her saying on the way over. Please just don't irritate him. Don't make him mad. Don't talk about yourself all the time. So you know, just uh, and um, as you said, we I, I felt we got along very well, and um, we had wonderful conversations, long conversations. Uh, and when you when you brought that up, yes, I I was I was extremely excited, uh, simply because it's it's just a unique thing to kind of break away from the the air sats of the tribute and mm -hmm. and do something that now now I've got as you said Lee uh, now I've I've you know I've got a story here mm -hmm. and and to you know to to take this song that that quite honestly should have been recorded by Elvis when I first heard it I thought my goodness <laughs> I can hear Elvis all over this record yeah, yeah. um and um so yeah i was i was extremely extremely excited to do it and um and started collaborating with uh with my producer terry pretty much right away wonderful uh after after we talked about it and uh i know that we we went into it with the with the thought that okay this was this should have been an Elvis record so let's keep that in mind, um, and so I have to tell you we didn't listen to anything past 1963. Uh, in fact, in fact, in my Elvis show I 
I have done I Gotta Know many, many times. Uh, Oh, well, thank you, Peter. <laughs> yes, I, I absolutely have. I, I have, um, and um, you'll be pleased to know many companies make the track for it. So, ah. <laughs> um, um, but yeah, <laughs> ching ching. <laughs> but uh, we would just, you know, we tried to get. We were trying to think about where Elvis's voice was in 1960 early 1960s he was really starting to branch out with his voice and um but he wasn't he wasn't in the the full on Vegas showman yet but his voice was certainly very capable back then um and I know in the early 60s he still had kind of a a rock and roll flair and and liked to do that but yet we also kind of wanted to make it our own as well. I mean, I, I, obviously I'm an entertainer and I have an ego as well. So um, I've never heard of such a thing. <laughs> an entertainer with ego, my goodness. Uh, well, you know, and again, as as someone who sings songs from the 50s and 60s, um, I, I've done, uh, Paul, I've done your song When many times. Ah, thank you. Um, the Kalen Twins. and. Sure. And um, I have not done Roses Are Red uh, yet, but... You know, Elvis um, did it. He did it. Did, he did yeah. it. He was on stage someplace, and somebody yelled, he asked for some suggestions from the audience, and somebody yelled out Roses Are Red, and he did the chorus. Okay. He just sang it on stage, that song. Well, it was, uh, you know, I, 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 um, you know I, I love your style. I love your style of writing. And um, we we went into it with that. So let's, let's think Elvis, but let's also... You know, we've got so many things we can do now mm-hmm. with with instrumentation and technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's not waste that either. We we really wanted to kind of say let's let's make it let's make it an Elvis record, but let's make it a record that 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 Paul Evans would be proud of. I am proud um, of it, Peter. I am proud of it. I I make I, to hear it the way you did it made me feel real proud of the song because it didn't have to be recorded or sung the way I sang it. It could be done in a different style, which you did, and that's big time to your credit. I expected to hear my demo come back at me. I just, that's the way it happens. I know when you got an Elvis record, as I did, uh, uh, you, would, you, re- you really would hear your demo come back at you, uh, only bigger. You know, it would be strings, it would be the Jordanaires, uh, there'd, there'd be uh, horns. The record would be much bigger than the demo. But he would do it generally, I found, in the same key of the, of the uh, demo and the same tempo. So I kind of expected that back, and I was overjoyed uh, to hear a different version of my song. Truly, Peter, truly. Well, I, I appreciate that because as we listened to it, we thought, we listen. You listen to the story of the record, and it it is a story. You kind of present it in a. I mean, this guy's really upset that that <laughs> this girl did this to him. <laughs> but he's all. But he's also. We also kind of had the thought of, yeah, you did this to me, but just wait, because you know I'm coming back and I'm going to be bigger, and so. You know that's that's really what we we thought about it. I thought about because I'm anxious to perform it. I've not performed it live yet. I'm anxious to perform it. And when I think about songs, I think about performing them. And I I think this one's going to be fun 
fun, fun to perform. Flood time, Peter. Flood time. <laughs> January 30th, Saturday afternoon, 3 p.m. You're gonna. I want you to premiere it. Where are you? Where are you gonna, oh, right. Let's go. <laughs> you've got a. You've got a show at the Elks Lodge here in uh, Winter Park. Ah. Yep. 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 So you're we you're were... a working guy, Peter, right? I mean, you do you you get around. But thankfully, yes, I am. I am yeah, yeah, it's tough out there, man. It's, very, it's always so, been and it always will be tough out there. Yep. But, well, you uh, have, I'm going to tell you, your Krista is a joy because she keeps you working. And her name is Krista Joy. So That's right. And, <laughs> and, and yeah, oh, yeah, she, you're working she, two shows that day, one, in, one at three in the afternoon and somewhere else at eight in the evening. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so you're really working. But wow. anyway... This this is this is the exciting part. Yeah, thanks. Chris. I thanks, am Chris going to that. now pre- premiere the record, which was written by Paul Evans for Elvis, mm-hmm. and now sung by Peter Alden, uh, not as Elvis, but in Elvis style. And I'm going to present it right now for the very first time. Here Great. is after the hurricane, Peter Alden.
Fabulous recording. Paul, what do you got to say? Oh, man, Peter, thank you so much for cutting my song. <laughs> how many years? I don't even want to think how many years after I wrote it for Elvis. Oh, my God, Peter, you did a great job. I wish you great luck. Who knows, right? In this business, you never know. You, nev- you never know, and I I am just completely honored that uh, that that. Paul, that you you entrusted Lee and and Lee entrusted me with this song because I loved it. I loved it when I heard it, and I am really I'm really proud of the record. Should be. Um, I, I am I'm glad you like it. That truly truly means more to me than than you may know because I it, it, it you know I know that when you wrote it you had a certain sound in mind and and so right. to hear it differently it could have gone it could have gone a different way but I'm I'm so so happy that you that you like well, it and enjoyed Peter, it Peter you made the song yours and that's that's always that's the way artists I believe anyway that's the way artists should treat songs well, and now I, what I, I'm going to do guys now yeah. what I'm going to do is I'm going to take my 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 wallet I'm going to see if I can reinstate payola and get you <laughs> get that song played on the air Wait a minute. what do you mean reinstate world. reinstate <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I, I told oh, you that I like to say stuff time. that's we're insane. Right. I'm sure we're no, we're not. We're oh, not oh, the everybody, there was never a thing called payola I don't know what you're talking about. That's right. My, name is, not my name is Eddie Cochran. I never, uh, I never accepted it. Done. Eddie, wonderful to see you again. Speak yeah. to you again. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. just like that's just. Well, I'm not going to go into that. Anyway, guys, I want to thank you very much for coming on with me. Great fun. And uh, I hope best of luck to Peter. Best of yes. luck to Paul. And Paul, I know you. If you, you just stay healthy because you are going to do the Tommy uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, life story. <laughs> yes, that's right. Somebody that's right. Because I say you look Lee. like him. <laughs> You're going to do his life story. So anyway, okay. <laughs> uh, thanks, guys, and and uh, hold on. Good luck to everybody. Good luck, Peter. You too, Paul. Okay. All right, two very talented performers uh, in their own right, Peter Alden and Paul Evans. And, Lang, you know what? we got plenty of time for more music, so let's get back to the Hollywood Flames or... Bob and Earl, or Bobby Day and the Satellites, whatever you want to call them. Buzz, buzz, buzz.
When a song comes along that is, in in essence, playing homage to the originals back in the 50s, then you have something special. Between 1964 and 1971, Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels did the same thing. They played a great new sound, a, a different sound, but always incorporating little elements of things that went on in the early 1950s, especially with the song called Devil with the Blue Dress On. Here is Mitch Ryder and the Detroit Wheels.
Now, I don't know how many times I have in the past called them for some reason. I guess everybody does that. It's not the Detroit wheels, which it is, but the Detroit wheels. That's like here in Florida, we have a place called the land and any Buddy who lived in Florida for more than five years calls it D-Land. So it's the Detroit wheels. No, it's the Detroit wheels. And uh, in any case, one of the greatest songs of the 1960s right there. Here's a 1950s original. He is the original bad boy of rock and roll music, Larry Williams. Slow down. And boy, do I wish he had. Baby 
Still going strong and still recording at 80 years of age, Jerry Lee Lewis right now. Be Bopalula and High School Confidential. Honey, it's your lover boy, me, that's knocking. 
Why don't you listen to me, sugar, all the catcher at the high school rockin'? Honey, get your boppin' shoes for the jukebox blow the fuse. Hey, everybody hoppin', everybody's boppin', boppin' at the high school hop. is fair play since jerry lee did a little richard song it's time for little richard to do a jerry lee song well all right everybody yeah i just got back yeah from my tour over in england yeah everybody's talking about the rock and crave over in england yeah it's a craze yeah everybody love it yeah i just finished my tour in germany yeah i just left italy yeah i went on down in sweden yeah i stopped over in belgium yeah and i went on down in france yeah i went over in australia yeah everybody's shaking yeah they're rocking yeah in rhythm yeah and oh they're having a good time yeah and i just made it back around to let you know that it's time for you to shake yeah i want you to get it yeah come on over baby whole lot of shaking going on Shake, 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 shake,
just heard the greatest in rock and roll music from 1955 well on up and you know that this is one of the greatest shows i've done because i really enjoyed the camaraderie that i had with peter and paul and we went off the air and we spoke while we were doing the song we i keep saying peter paul and i guess i'm mary so it it was just one great time and i'm looking forward to it Anybody that is a Peter Olden fan or would like to hear him do this song live along with his other show, he is not only Elvis, he does Ricky Nelson and every other 50s artist, and he's just an incredible singer and performer as well. That is uh, Saturday, January the 30th at 3 p.m. at the Elks Lodge on Howell Branch Road in Winter Park. So if you get a chance to be there, I will be there too. Drop by and say hello. For everybody here at Old Time Rock and Roll, this is Lee Douglas saying to you, God, I had a good time tonight. That is a wrap.